Welcome back to the Rebound Podcast. We're really excited to be back sharing rebound stories with you all. Today, we have Luke Hill joining us. Luke, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you've been involved with on campus, where you're from, whatever you want everyone to know about you. Hello, everyone. So, my name is Luke Hill, and um, I'm a junior elementary education major who transferred from Tidewater Community College, and I absolutely love it here at JMU. I am involved in orientation. I was a transport orientation peer advisor this past summer, which means I'm pretty much like what an orientation peer advisor would be for first years, but I was that for transfer students, so I got to focus on that specific group, which I thought was really nice. And then also, I am a Young Life leader at H. Rock Capernaum, which is um, Harrisonburg, Rockingham County, Capernaum. And basically what that is, it's um, a ministry for high school students um, ages 15 to 22 with um, intellectual disabilities. And just kind of like any disability, we welcome everyone there. And basically, we just want to do our best to just kind of share the good news and really just give them a safe environment to allow them to just express themselves in any way possible. We do our best to emphasize joy, and to really just get a good message out there and to just let our students know that they are loved unconditionally by not only the Savior, but everyone around them. And you play guitar. I do, yes. I've been playing for nine years. Tell us about guitar a little bit. Okay, so I actually do remember the day I actually um, started playing guitar. So, um, let's see. Once upon a time, on a dark and stormy night. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, on January um, 18th, 2013, I remember um, my dad wanted to get me an electric guitar, and I actually, um, originally it was supposed to be something like, just for like a decoration from my room, that's kind of what I intended it to be, because I wasn't really passionate about music at the time, I was like, oh, I'll just use that as a decoration from my room, and it will be great, but, um, yeah, my dad found some guy on Craigslist, and we actually went to the guy's house. He actually had, like, a really nice house. I'm not going to lie. It had, like, a balcony and a pool and great stuff like that. And I remember um, when we went to the backyard, um, the portion of the backyard, that's where we um, plugged in the guitar and the amp for the first time. And I remember just trying to strum it, and I remember saying, oh, that's going to need some work. And I remember when I got home that night, I remember I wanted to crank up the amp just as loud as I can. And my mom was just like, Lou, turn that down. That's too loud. And... <laughs> I remember, like, I was just like, it was almost like love at first sight. So I remember, um, I remember just doing my best to just kind of search videos on YouTube and um, just kind of find some tutorials on how, like, to just get better at guitar and, like, what are some beginner skills I can learn and, like, what are some songs I can learn. And I remember a few weeks went by and I have already picked up a little bit of Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses and Smoke on the Water by Deep Purple. Which, honestly, like, those are, like, really good beginner songs. But to me, like, this was, like, a big deal and... Just since then, I've been doing my best to just get out there um, with just playing as much music as I can. Explore all genres. If you ask me what my favorite music is, I would say anything except for death metal and trap rap. I love all genres, but those are just kind of some stuff that's like just a little bit extreme for me in my opinion. And throughout the years, I've had the fortunate opportunity to um, go to programs such as School of Rock, which was a program where we got to rehearse as a band and I got to get guitar lessons and we would actually play gigs at the um, School of Rock venue and then sometimes we would even branch out into our community and play at many venues around the Hampton Roads area. For example, I played um, at the Norva back in 2015, which was a really big deal for me because originally 21 Pilots had taken that stage before and just getting to like walk in the pretty much like the footsteps of like just big groups like those, I thought that was really neat. And then recently I've been doing my best to just get better at music theory, reading music, and I remember this past semester, actually no, the semester before um, January, so fall 2021, I had actually auditioned for the JMU School of Music before I transferred here, and I got waitlisted, but I feel like it was kind of just like an awakening saying like you can still like 
do music and like just keep it in your life mm-hmm. through many things. So I've had the fortunate opportunity to just kind of just jam out with friends, and I even got to lead um, worship at H Rock Young Life Leadership Meetings sometimes, and that's been really cool. And also, it's just kind of a hobby for me right now, just because I've been super busy with school and just do my best to just keep the balance. But every chance I get to play guitar, I've always picked it up, and it's just something that I feel like has always been a part of me, and I love it, and I recommend it to anyone who's looking to play an instrument. All right, I love it. Well, as you know, as a fellow guitarist, I agree. We should all play guitar. Let's go. So uh, let's talk about your JMU origin story. Can you talk about how you got to JMU? Talk about sort of the beginnings of your JMU sort of experience. You already talked about music not being the thing, but how did you get here? You know, talk about the transfer process, however you want to share that. Of course. October 17th, 2020. That was the first time I have ever stepped foot on James Madison University's beautiful campus. And yeah, just ever since I walked on that campus, obviously it was a hard time because um, I had just started community college and then COVID was just kind of like a big thing, not only in the United States, but all over the world. And I remember just um, my friend had actually showed me just around the campus and we got to explore downtown Harrisonburg a little bit and just kind of all over main campus and east campus. And I remember just really just feeling at home and I remember like that was like my goal. I want to transfer to JMU. So um, I did my best to just stay grounded in community college and something that I thought was really cool was that the first three semesters of my community college experience, so fall 2020, spring 2021, and then summer 2021, I had gotten straight A's um, throughout those semesters and I thought that was just something um, that I thought was really cool. So I had a pretty good feeling I was um, doing everything I can to work towards the goal. But then also it was like really tricky to kind of go through that because all my classes were online and that means I wasn't really able to meet like a lot of people or anything. So I kind of had to make the best out of my own experience in a tough situation. And then fall 2021, that was a tricky semester too, but I feel like I kind of persevered a whole lot in that because it was a 19 credit semester. And as you can imagine, that is kind of out of the ordinary for an average college student because usually for that, that's 15 credits, which is like the average from what I've heard at least. But 19 credits, um, I was fortunate enough to graduate with a 3.8 GPA to get my associate's degree. And then to answer the real question, I found out about JMU because um, obviously I had gone that campus tour for my friend at the time and I applied to four schools which being James Madison University, Virginia Tech, Appalachian State University, and East Carolina University and all four of which I got accepted. And I thought that was really neat to just kind of have those open options but I feel like in my heart I always wanted to go to JMU just because I really love the community here, great school spirit, and great programs overall and Duke's Old Doors. Like I can just see that's like a really big way that kindness is just really here on campus and I really do my best to just kind of live by that example and you said you wanted to talk about kind of how like I established like my major and everything too. Yeah I'm interested in knowing sort of the high school to associates also transition and then sort of how you chose what you were going to study once you got here. Okay definitely. Yeah so high school um, I'm not gonna lie I wasn't the brightest student academically um, I remember I would also have some classes um, that were pretty difficult and then I remember I would have some accommodations so I get read aloud on certain tests and quizzes and then also I would be broken into small groups in case like we were doing like a rigorous activity in class just so someone could explain it to me easily and that was because um, I do have high functioning autism but I feel like I am not going to use that as an excuse to like not be involved in anything because let's be real if we 
really see like the potential in someone we can really just watch them flourish and like everyone has a meaning in life which means like we can like build something for the better and I feel like for me that was something that really stood out to me especially like throughout my whole childhood like I always knew I had it in me which is one of the big reasons why I'm here today my teachers have always been really supportive and my parents have always been really supportive but I feel like high school was definitely um tricky for me academically because um I feel like I've done pretty good for the most part but then geometry let's be real math can be hard for everyone but also it was tricky for me especially in geometry because like I never really grasped it on the formulas mm -hmm. that well it kind of like just took me like a long time to just process everything and then my teacher I thought wasn't the most patient but I'm not going to really touch base on that because um, I had that same teacher when I um, retook geometry and she ended up being amazing for me she really just wanted to help and one of the reasons why she came off the way she did is because she was just stressed out for us because she genuinely just wanted us to do well. So just learning that she like really wanted us to do well, most importantly, I thought that was just really something that was really sweet to me. And when I had to retake the class the second time, I really just took full advantage to just really ask for help. And then I remember like early in the morning, I would go to tutoring, even like on the hardest days. I remember I would dread going and yeah, just really like just asking questions and like really focusing on what was most important, I feel like that was something um, I really learned throughout that semester of high school, which was my second semester junior year, is that it's okay to ask for help, and if anything, like, you're just going to be a stronger person if you do that, and then, obviously, since I only had a 2.9 GPA during that time, I figured um, going to university automatically wouldn't be the best step, and then also just kind of, like, money and everything, too. I know that can definitely be a big barrier for some people, so that's kind of the reason why I started at community college, and then also I just didn't really want to know what I wanted to major in anyway, sure. so... Yeah, I took my general studies classes, and then it was my college composition class that I found out that I truly wanted to be an educator, because I remember our professor, Francis Norwich, she made us write a essay on, like, what potential career you could picture yourself doing, and I was like, how could I write something about a career if I don't even know what I'm doing? And... No, it just really, like, made me, like, just research, like, what I really wanted to do. And I remember, like, one of the biggest things I've always wanted to do, no matter what I do, was make a positive impact. And I feel like that was just something I could really discover because I'm an elementary education major. And just being an educator and just knowing that I have the opportunity to just kind of change our generation and our next generations for, like, just time to come, I thought that was just, like, a really big opportunity to just really just be a mentor and an educator for those who do not have access to any of that. Sure. So now talk to me about the transition into JMU. How did that go? What were the sort of easy things? What were the challenging things? You know, you were new to the area, new to the school. How did that go? Give me the maybe the good, the bad, and the ugly of that. Okay. All right, I will do my best to do that. So um, I thought my transition to JMU, it was kind of like on both sides, like, obviously, like, you had the good, but then also, like, you had, like, kind of, like, the difficult parts. I would say it was really exciting for me, for the most part, just because, like, I feel like just going to college and, like, just getting the full university experience was just kind of something I've really worked for during my 20 years of life. I'm 21 now, so obviously this was all the way back in January, but like I said earlier, I had previously auditioned for the JMU School of Music because I originally wanted to be a music education major and I remember that audition um, that had sight reading, scales, and then obviously I had to play and prepare some pieces um, that I had worked on and I remember I had sacrificed so much and it was a really cool experience to 
get for the most part, but then when I found out I had gotten waitlisted, it was definitely hard for me because I remember, like, I really just wanted to, like, keep music in my life and also, like, just be an educator, and I figured, like, if I didn't have any of those in life, I was like, oh, no, what should I do? Like, what can I do now? And it was just kind of, just tricky to just kind of look at that. But then also I had... I kind of had a plan B, but also, like, not really a plan B going into JMU because going into JMU, I had applied to be a secondary education major in history, so kind of like a double major in that, and then a minor in um, interdisciplinary studies. Mm. I had taken classes in that, and I actually really enjoyed my um, education classes and all of the classes I took, especially my Education 310 class. Shout out to Dr. Christopher Wiley. Hello. And, um, no, it was just really cool, but... No, I remember, just like, especially with my history class, I love history, but also I found myself not being, like, really passionate about history because, like, it was an amazing class, but I found myself, like, not really, like, understanding the material as fast as some of the other students, and then also I kind of wanted a younger audience, and then I was talking to my mom. Funny enough, I was actually in the history building on Wilson Hall. I was just doing some homework and then just kind of calling my mom, just kind of checking in with her, and... She was giving me advice and just asking, like, hey, how's practice going? Because I originally had intentions to audition for the JMU School of Music again. Mm -hmm. But just, like, practicing and, like, just academics, that was a lot for me. And I was like, I don't know, like, what I want to do. Do I really want to do this? And then after about, like, 15 minutes of just, like, having a conversation on just how, like, I can still keep music in my life and how I can still make a positive impact for the community, I had decided that, I wanted to um, switch into elementary education, and that was kind of my goal, just kind of like looking into the semester, which I luckily happened to do so with the good help of um, Miss Katie Shiflett. Shout out to her as well. She's been very supportive so far, but yeah, just kind of like just going into JMU and just like really getting a feel for everything. I feel like that was a really exciting thing for me, and then just finding friends. That was also something that kind of came a little um, tricky at first, but I feel like I was very fortunate to surround myself um, in a community really fast. And I feel like part of that was because I had reached out to some organizations beforehand, but then also I found out some organizations weren't really for me, so Mm. I kind of did my best to just kind of like branch out like, what is it? What do I really want? So I feel like just coming to orientation and then like just being a young life leader and then obviously like seeing amazing leaders like you and Xavier Williams, like I feel like every time I talk to you all, you all give me like a new perspective on how to love others in community and just to lead others well and that's just always been something I've always wanted to do at JMU, not only at JMU, but like just really in my life as well. So. I feel like just like going in with like just intentions to just do something well, I feel like that's kind of driven me to just really do my best and just kind of be there and really just embrace some challenges and everything I do. So let me let me go back on a couple of different things you said. What allows you to overcome challenges when you face them? When you you think about math and geometry and you think about transitioning to JMU, I mean I have my own opinion about what it is about you, but I want you to answer sort of what what allows you to overcome those challenges? What support systems do you have that help you, but also inherently in you, what helps you do that? Great question. I feel like I have a great support system. So obviously I have my family back in Virginia Beach, and then also I've just been very fortunate enough to just talk to some of my close friends back at home, but then also a lot of my friends here. 
I feel like um, when I talk to my friends here, I kind of have something to like relate to. So like, I would be like, for example, like if I'm struggling with something, I'd be like, oh, you're struggling with this too. Oh my gosh, good thing to know I'm not alone in that. So we just kind of like laugh about it in that yeah. sense. But then also um, we do our best to just be really intentional listeners and to give each other um, meaningful advice. And I really feel like just talking to people and just really like introducing yourself to new people just really kind of helps me to just kind of just get out there a little bit and to just kind of build that support and just really like being there for that other person even when you just meet them like me I have like no fear with like introducing myself to new people for example like I'll be like hey what's your name and I'll be like oh I'm Luke nice to meet you how's your day going so far and like even when I ask about like your day like I want to go like deeper like I want to like know like where like some amazing things you've done in your life like what's the good bad and the ugly like if I get to meet you as a friend like I genuinely like want to get to know you and like yeah, it's just kind of been something um, I've always done my best to do every time I meet some people and then obviously um, when I face like a challenging situation obviously like I talk to friends and then also I just kind of call my family and then sometimes I really just do my best to just kind of just relax and just like recognize like that relaxation like is a part of the process and I feel like in our society we kind of get hung up on the fact that, like you have to like keep going like go 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 and like not give yourself time to rest but I feel like in a way like I feel like relaxation really is like part of like the preparation in the work process and even though that's kind of hard for me to like see sometimes I feel like um that's something that we have to do better to kind of recognize and yeah I just feel like if we really just kind of do our best to just really pace ourselves and like just relax in a chaotic world then I feel like we could all do our best to just kind of remain a consistent pace right so I want to say something to you that I think is important and then I'm going to ask you to come up with your final sort of advice, guidance that you want to give to people. Okay. Um, but one of the things, Luke, that I think stands out to me is that I've never seen you not in a very positive, uplifting mood for yourself, but also for others. I mean, I think about, you know, when you first got here, like, you, like, walked right up to me and introduced yourself. <laughs> and then, like, two days later, you walked up and said, if you don't remember, I'm Luke. <laughs> and, and I just think that there's an energy you have about you that I think lifts up other people around you. And I think that I think anyone who knows you will probably agree with that. I mean, I, I almost want to use the word effervescent. Like, you just always seem to be that sort of person that wants to light up space and light up others and lift up other Thank people. You. So uh, I don't want you to sell yourself short on that because you don't mention that about yourself. So I'll say that about <laughs> you. That Thank I just you. think that that's... I would argue that that's your greatest gift is you. that you, when you enter a space, other people have no choice but to feel better uh, and to feel lifted up by your spirit and what you bring to a room. So you don't have to respond. I know it can be awkward to be, but I just think that I think you need to hear that and know that about what Thank I think you, you do. Um, so with that in mind, you get the last word here. All right. What do you want to tell people? What do you, what advice do you want to give? What advice would you give yourself back in January? Like, what, what's the last thing you want to leave with the, the world that's going to hear this uh, advice about how to succeed, how to overcome challenges, however you want to share whatever that is for you? Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Miller. I really appreciate that. But no, I'm all about just making a positive impact in anything I do, and I really 
genuinely believe that no matter what my friends or just anyone pursues, I really have a feeling that they are going to be successful in it. And I absolutely love giving back to others. And one of the things I do, um, I've been doing this since August 2019, but I don't think it really became very persistent until March 2020, is um, I actually do this thing every Monday morning where I reach out to just friends, family, and just other people I look up to. And I really do my best to just kind of give them like an uplifting message to kind of start off the weeks. Like, for example, I'll be like, good morning, Luke, or like, good morning. Like, you're going to do amazing today. I believe that you're going to do amazing things. Please know that I'm rooting for you. And like, just little things like that. I send these messages um, every Monday morning um, to about 200 plus people. And I think that's a really cool thing for me to do because it allows me to do a good deed at the very start of the week before anyone gets out of bed because like my mission and kind of like my intention is to have people kind of like wake up and see that message on the phone and just kind of like just have like a good start to the weekend just kind of have like the feeling like that hey someone's reading for me and like someone's thinking of me in like a positive way and my thing is that um once again I just love absolutely uplifting people and I have a feeling that if we are more real with other people that's one thing I've really started to do my best to do as well if we are just really real with our emotions and just really just do our best to just really recognize where we are we have such a gift in this world and um, I really just want to say that you can do this you got this I believe in you and please know that you are so loved by the people around you and no matter where you are whether you're in this world or at JMU please know that you are changing this place for the better and just know that you have a place in this world and that's really what I do my best to just remind people um, every now and again well, as a recipient of one of those messages on Monday mornings, I can say that it definitely starts my day off on the right foot. Thank you. Uh, whether best. I'm on, already worked out or about to work out, I believe <laughs> that whatever I'm doing next, it's going to be done well. So, awesome. so I want to thank everyone for listening to the Rebound Podcast. Luke, thanks for sharing your story. Thank you. And for all of our listeners, what's your rebound story? Talk to you soon. Rebound. Rebound. rebound.